0: Coach. Uh, first of all, where is Caleb Lohner his development uh, right now? How do you feel like he's progressing at this stage of the season? I feel like Caleb is is really fun to coach right now. Um, <clears throat> I mean, you guys, the the great thing about Caleb is there's nothing undisclosed. I mean, he's just throwing him whole his whole self out there on the floor for for good and for young, right? And um, He's got a he's obviously got a terrific upside and he's got a lot of things he's gotta learn right now and a lot of parts of the game has got to make sense to him. But I, I love his defensive effort right now. I think it's you know, he has a chance to grow into an exceptional, like genuinely an exceptional defensive force. I love him on the glass right now. Uh, he, he learned a lot of lessons in the Utah State game about rebounding from Justin Bean, who's one of the most uh, surprisingly effective guys on the glass in the country. And so he got to see that firsthand and hopefully uh, walk away with some insights. And um, offensively, um, you know, he's going to continue to be a work in progress, not because he's not incredibly talented just because the way we play is, is pretty complicated and it, it takes some time to digest so that you're not thinking about it anymore, but you're just um, making real time reads. So really excited about him. Uh, he's just got a ton of joy that he brings to this court every day and a, a youthful enthusiasm that's really contagious and and a toughness about him, a physicality that's going to be special for us this year and for years to come. Hey coach, you mentioned that playing three games a week was when you guys were going to figure out what you guys were made of, what um, you guys were like really learning your identity. So I guess what have you learned now that you're, you're past those first two really difficult weeks? Well, we've, we've learned a bunch, right? We've learned that we have to get way better, uh, that we really, really have to grow as a team um, in a lot of different areas. Uh, you know, we've seen a, do- a bunch of different um, – uh, defensive schemes against us. We've played a, uh, against a bunch of different characteristic teams, makeup teams, and so we've got to kind of see some different things uh, that's been super functional. Um, the, you know, the thing I talked about the last few days that I'm most excited about is, is that, um, you know, we just uh, we, we got to see a little bit this last week in really tough weeks, kind of some, some of the insides of our guys, right? So at least at least for last week, this was a really really tough group, a uh, really a group that was um, was capable of responding to a really really disappointing and and uh, frustrating and embarrassing performance. Uh, that they were actually, you know, you always have to make that choice whether you're going to respond with unlimited fight or you're going to kind of crumble at some point. And these guys responded with a ton of fight. I'm not sure we played a lot better, but we we fought a lot harder and a lot longer and that's super rewarding you know with this team you know we we have so much that we have to learn and and so much growth that we have to do for a lot of different reasons that it's going to be a it's going to be a crooked path for us this season Uh, we're going to have some setbacks but but I do think that we have a chance to grow into a great team um, by the end of the season and I'm actually more confident of that now than I was a week ago after watching these guys respond to some you know to a to a, a, a really disappointing situation. And what do you think you'll learn this week from Boise State and Utah? Well, we're going to play the best two teams we played, so we're, we're going to learn if, if we're getting any better. Uh, you know, we're going to be put to the test again. Uh, this Boise State team is a, you know, an NBA uh, draft pick next year. Um, in this Allston, and he's just such a problem on all three levels scoring the ball. And he's got tremendous length, which makes him difficult defensively. They've got a backcourt that's really, really feisty and really athletic can really, really score the ball and and um, and they've got some physicality up front uh, with a great coach and a great scheme and they're veteran guys. Uh, um, so it's going to be a huge challenge they can. They can play small and really, really space the floor, uh, and they can also just like take you to task at the rim every single uh, possession relentlessly. So um, we got our work cut out for us there, and, and uh, obviously Utah is going to be our fourth in-state game, and um, which is pretty awesome. I mean, every single in-state game is just a, you know, it's just as a match to the death, and so for us to get to have four of those in our first eight games is pretty cool. So we'll learn a lot this week. Mark, now that you ha- you guys have a good sample size of play with six games completed, what is maybe one or two areas that you feel confident you can count on from this team each and every night? Well, I think our rim protection has been solid. Now you you, you always worry about that as coach, but but you know I think it, I think it's gotten a little bit better every every game. I thought it was terrific, St. John's. Um, and I thought Utah State; it was probably the difference in the game with us being really frustrated on the offensive end. I think our rib protection saved us. Uh, you, know, you talk about a you know a future pro in this Cata and um, kind of with waves, uh, you know, we were able to frustrate him into a you know a, a, a he had a terrific performance, but it was definitely a subpar performance for him, going seven for eighteen from the field. And Matt Harms had a huge effect at the rim, and Richard Harward had a huge effect at the rim, and. Um, so I was pleased with that. I think that's something that we have some faith in um, that we feel good about. I think we have a, I think we have some faith in our in our ability to 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 function on the glass. Although we got out rebounded last game, I think we believe that we can make some progress there. Um, I think that we have some resilience and some toughness that I think we can, you know, we can respond to some setbacks. So those are things that I think we have in our pocket that I think we're pretty good at right now. And, and do you think think that? Uh, or from the rotation that you had, again, at Utah State, is that kind of, kind of be the the rotation maybe moving forward with about, you know, eight or nine guys? Are you kind of locked in with this rotation, or is there still kind of a sorting out process for you? No, no, I think we'll continue to explore. Um, you know, we have a lot of guys that can function in a lot of different ways. Uh, you know, I'm excited to kind of um, gently uh, slide Wyatt Lowell into some minutes if I can. Um You know, it's been just just last week was new for us with having uh, Caleb and Gideon locked in at the four. I'm interested to see if I can get Gideon some minutes at the three, Um, you know, in terms of where he grows. And that's going to be something we're going to be feeling out for the next two months, really, as we try and grow, um, figure out where Wyatt and Caleb and Gideon can fit comfortably. Uh, Spencer Johnson has risen up and and really helped us in the last two games significantly. Uh, You know, I still haven't found some space for Hunter Erickson, but he's been performing at a high level of practice and he's a guy I'd like to slide in for a few minutes. And, um, so we, we'll keep, um, working on this, on this, on this rotation. Uh, I think it's something that's going to be a work in progress all season long. I want it to be, uh, I think we have good players and, and, um, I want these guys to be motivated to step in and contribute where they can. And I think we have a, a good locker room, not a great locker room yet, but I think we have a good locker room right now where guys are, really interested in finding a way to do this all together. And um, so, so, you know, long, long answer to a short question. This, uh, this, this, this rotation will be a work in progress, I think, for the the greater part of the, se- part of the season. Let's take a question from Hunter Miller, Jason Shepard, and Darnell Dixon. Hey, coach, what do you think about your team's resiliency? You weren't pleased with kind of the performance you had versus USC, but they come back the very next day. With a win over a very good St. John's team, and then you know it was a battle down the stretch there against Utah State, but big three by Connor Harding, you guys come away with the win. Uh, what can you say about this team's resiliency? How they were able to bounce back uh, after a disappointing loss to USC? Yeah, I'm. Re- I'm really. It's probably what I'm most excited about about this team now. You know, the one thing about being resilient, you have to prove it every day. Like it's not like it's never something you put in your pocket. Like we know we got it. We just know we're capable of it. Right. I said this after the the um, St. John's game, like it was a really brutal 24 hours for us after that USC game, a lot of disappointment, a lot of frustration, a lot of doubt, a lot of questioning. And, and you just, it just doesn't happen on quick turnarounds like that very often. Um, St. John's coming off a, a full day of rest and prep after having beat Boston college. And us coming off uh, no day prep, uh, just a shoot around prep for St. John's who, who has a very unique personality unique style of play. And for our guys to just be tough enough to kind of, to, to hang in there and, and fight through the whole 40 minutes of that game was super impressive to me. And then, you know, probably the first time uh, this season where I felt like every single timeout, while we really battled some fatigue and some poor play in the second half, first Utah state, I never felt like my guys disengaged. I never felt like they, um, I never felt like they started looking around uh, for excuses or, or answers or anything else. I felt like they stayed engaged. Um, and, and I don't know if I'm describing that exactly well, but that, that, that that's pretty great. Even, even had we lost that game, it would have been a result of poor play down the stretch way more than it was my guys uh, surrendering to fatigue or frustration or, or, or um, disorientation. Right. So that's a, that was a great sign for us. So, yeah, I think this group is, at least in the first two weeks, you know, the first, in the first six games, uh, I've been really pleased with how resilient they are. And then how have you felt kind of about the leadership role that Alex Barcelo has taken upon himself both on and off the court? Seems like he's kind of been one of the leaders on this team through the first few games after you lost Yoli, you lost Jake last season. How pleased have you been with the way Alex has performed both on the court and also in a leadership role off the court? Yeah, he's been phenomenal, and it, it really started this summer, right? It really started as soon as as soon as the season was over last year, with him reaching out to guys and trying to build, uh, you know, kind of put capital in the bank with the individual guys, um, you know, and and focusing on that all summer, not just in in his teammates' game, right, in, in terms of how, how what they are and what they do best, but how how he can assist them in getting better, but also um, just building relationships, and so that when it does come time in the heat of the moment where you have to you know, lay into somebody, and 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 there's a little bit of disorientation and frustration uh, that those guys are responsive to him because of all the time he's put in. So, he's been building the, you know, this this certainly through the course of last season, then really working hard all season long to establish his his potential as a leader. And so far in the in the first two weeks, he's he's been extraordinary. Come on, his, his performance on the floor has been extraordinary. His performance in the locker room has been really terrific. Thanks, coach. You got it. Coach, Boise State has done a fantastic job so far this year at forcing turnovers, and I think I saw a stat that 30% of their total points come off of turnovers from the opponent. I know limiting turnovers is always talked about. Is it even more important in a game like this? Yeah, and it's been a, it's been a real it's been a real frustrating issue for us, right? I think it's a result of playing a, a really uh, you know playing a really broad rotation. Uh, I think is part of the contributor, I think a bunch of new guys here has been part of the contributing factor, us turning the ball over. Um, and, and certainly Boise state has proven that they're really keen. Uh, you know, that's a, that's a real strength for them right now. Their guards are really, really feisty. They take charges one through four. Everybody is really actively, uh, seeking to take charge. They'll leave the strong side corner to take it to take a charge. Right. So, um, and, uh, you know, they'll back tip you a little bit and, and they'll, you know, they'll give you some pressure, uh, mostly man-to-man pressure, but they'll do some different things. And, um, you know, they kind of have a Celtic scheme where they, they always, you know, they'll work on the, on the right side of the floor, they'll, they'll try and encourage you to kind of play with your left hand. Uh, and then on the left side of the floor, they'll, they'll encourage you to play with your left hand based on their ball screen defense and how they cover. And so, you know, their whole, Uh, scheme and personnel and and approach is is based on putting you in less comfortable uh, positions. And the result of that is the teams turn the ball over. So that's a huge key for us tomorrow, for sure. Thanks, coach. So Mark, last year, I remember Yoli telling us several times that the offense really, if whatever the defense tried to do, they were wrong because they could counter it. Have you reach that point with these guys yet or is that still in the process and, and, and on on a same note alex's role has completely changed this year how are teams game planning kind of for him now yeah it's it's um yeah i mean we have way different personnel uh we have way different skill set uh and we have way different experience um on the offensive side before of this year and and so we're we're a work in progress on the offensive side we're definitely not you know we, we were listen I mean, this, this, this uh, you know, I hate to bring it up, but this Boise State game at Boise State last year was an offensive debacle, right? We were absolutely terrible offensively, a lot of credit due to Boise State. So, you know we, we, um, you know, we didn't start out as the well-oiled machine that these guys grew into through the course of the season last year um, where they became uh, just an offensive juggernaut, right, right? Um, and so, you know, we, we clearly are not where, where that team was at the end of the season. But I do think we're making progress. I think we have a pretty clear vision of, of, of some direction we're trying to take this team offensively. Um, and, yes, I think any good offense at the end of the day, it's going to be really complicated to, you know, if you, if, you, if, you take, if you sell out and take one thing away, it's going to leave something else available. That's what great offensive teams do. And so hopefully we can grow into something like that. We're not Clearly we're not there yet. And then I was asking about Alex, his role. And when Yoli was saying that, Yoli was basically just saying, hey, if they don't let me get the ball in the post, give me the ball at the three-point line. If they take the ball away from the three-point line, give it to me. One the or the point. other. And it actually worked. I mean, this kid was so good. It actually worked. Darnell, did you have a follow-up question? Well, I, I just wanted to, to ask about Alex um, and, and if, teams are starting the game plan specifically for him because he's scored so many points has that started already yeah for sure i mean it, it, i think it started in game two actually um i think new orleans had a, a specific package for him that was actually a little bit frustrating and so you know the great thing about this game is that that you know as you grow in the game you face new challenges and he's facing a new challenge right now where teams are really focusing on him and keying on him right and so the great thing about alex is he's got such a maturity about him he's such a He just approaches the game the right way that he's not, he's not walking into the game um, with his own, um, you know, predetermined agenda. He's actually listening to the game, paying attention to the game. He's going to take, he's going to, he's going to greedily take whatever the game gives him. And um, he's prepared to have a game where he's got 10 assists and, and two shots and and uh, nine rebounds. Like He's completely mentally prepared to win that way, and he's actually going to be really excited about that when that comes. And So he's in a really good space to continue uh, leading this team and deal with different game plans against him. Okay, we'll take one last question from Jake Hatch. Yeah, Coach, I wanted to ask you, you have both Jake Toulson now with the Utah Jazz and Yoli with the Wizards, both of them trying to make those respective rosters. I just kind of wanted to get your – what you told them, what you what, what recommendations you gave to them as they headed off into the pro ranks? Well, I'm so excited for both those guys, um, and and I think they're both uh, really really prepared uh, in terms of their their focus and their approach and their skill set to go um, to go establish great professional careers. Right? Uh, they don't, they don't need a lot of insight from me. They're just going to go uh, f- stay focused on the things that are most important. Um, mm-hmm which is finding a niche where you really make a difference on a team. It doesn't really matter what it is, but finding a way to help a team win, to help a coach run his team, to help an organization feel good about themselves. Like all those things uh, ultimately are so important. Um, And and I think those guys have proven that they're fully capable of doing that. And I think that I, I do. I believe they're going to be really successful. I'm excited. Come on. How fun is this? And then just a quick follow to build off that, you obviously have experience playing in the NBA. How much of your time in that league and what you've seen the league evolve over the years influences your direct coaching style? Um, well, I, I, think, um, I think certainly approaches affected a lot, uh, not just from playing, but the league has changed a lot. And, and so the way we play has is, is got, got a lot more feel with the modern league than it did with when I was playing, right? Um, is the game just changes, uh, but I, I do, you know, uh, general philosophical approaches by coaches have really stuck with me, and so you know, I think about guys like George Carl and and, uh, and 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 Don Chaney and and you know, of course, Larry Bird and Rick Carlisle and Scotty Brooks and, and these guys that um, that I got to work, you know, to you know to play for might be an exaggeration, but to kind of keep the bench warm for is probably more accurate. But um, philosophically, there's a lot of things that that ring in my head every single day from those guys.